We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today is Thursday, January the 13th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. And on today's show, it's truly never too early to look ahead. And that's what we're doing is I'm ranking the Gamecocks 2022 football schedule from the easiest to the toughest game South kind of will face in Shane Beamer's second season. Also, guys, we got news and notes to get into your listener questions, and we've got a Big Cock Club exclusive interview with the all-time points leader now in South Carolina football history, former Gamecocks kicker Parker White. Join me for an exclusive conversation, one that I know you are sure to enjoy. Again, guys, check out that interview. Check out that conversation. Be sure to join the Big Cock Club today. You can do so by going to patreon.com slash Club or any of the links in bio on our social media channels. Just click that link and you will see the link to the Big Cock Club. Again, guys, we have got a packed show for you here on this Thursday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, for all your moving needs in the 2022 calendar year, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. Of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. Boys and girls, happy Thursday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up show. As always, appreciate you all tuning in. Hope you're having a fantastic week and hope you're staying warm because it is disrespectfully cold outside right now. They're talking about us possibly having snow this weekend in the forecast in Columbia, which sounds insane to be honest with you but either way again guys hope you're staying warm hope you're having a fantastic week and again very excited to chat with you all here on this 
Thursday, because I'll be honest, guys, yesterday I was sitting there kind of pondering. I was like, you know what? We don't have a basketball game to discuss, you know, recruiting. We've already discussed that. What do we have to talk about on the podcast here on this Thursday? Because, of course, tomorrow we'll break down the basketball game, which will take place on Saturday. So it kind of left a gap, if you will. And I started thinking to myself and I started having a conversation with a good friend of mine. And we were talking about the Gamecocks opponents in this upcoming 2022 schedule. And, of course, when you have the type of season that South Carolina did in 2021, Shane Beaver's first year, and, you know, you win the bowl game, you win your last game, all that good stuff, everyone's already ready to look ahead, right? We've already done way too early predictions and projections and all that good stuff. And so I figured in the spirit of that, in the spirit of looking ahead to football season, why not take a look at the actual schedule and rank the games in regards to the easiest game to the toughest game on the schedule. So, again, that's exactly what we're going to do here today, guys. Before we get rolling, though, I do want to remind you again, I said it in the intro. Uh, today, we have released a fantastic conversation, an exclusive interview with now former Gamecocks kicker and the all-time points leader in South Carolina history, Parker White. Great stuff. That is a Big Cock Club exclusive interview as I told you guys last week or a week and a half or so ago all of our new and unique conversations and interviews are going to be behind that big cop club patreon wall if you will so again we'll post clips from that interview on social media but to get full access to that conversation including the video by the way which is something new and cool um, to get full access to the combo though be sure to join the big cop club today again that's just one of many perks you get but patreon.com slash big cock club or again if you just go to our social media channels whichever one it is facebook youtube twitter instagram tiktok doesn't matter click that link in bio you are going to see the link to join the big cock club once you do that you'll have full access to the parker white conversation again folks it's a damn good one really really good stuff appreciate parker white taking the time, but just want to let you guys know, again, that conversation, that interview is brought to you by the Big Cock Club. Be sure to join that today to get full access to that and all of our future interviews as well, because Monday's show, here's a little bit of a spoiler, Monday's show, we've actually got, actually got former Gamecocks wide receiver Tory Gurley on the airwaves discussing the 2021 football season, all his thoughts on everything that went down in Shane Beamer's first year. And of course, looking ahead, talking Spencer Rattler, but looking ahead to the 2022 season as well. Really good stuff from Tory. So again, guys, be sure to join the Big Cock Club today. Get full access to all of those exclusive conversations. All right. Like I told you guys, again, it's never too early to look ahead. It's never too early to start talking Gamecocks football. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. Now, I would call this, guys, my way too early rankings of the Gamecocks 2022 opponents because I have not done any research on these teams. And, I mean, for the most part, we're, we're very familiar with these foes, especially the SEC schools and, of course, the upstate rival. But I have not done in-depth research, so I'll probably drop this list again uh, middle of summer as we get closer to kickoff. And of course, as you guys know, once we get in the month of June or so, I'll start doing, you know, 2022 opponent previews, the opponent preview series, while I'll really do, you know, a fairly deep dive on each opponent on the Gamecock schedule. So this list could change, but overall right now, this is where I sit in regards to ranking the Gamecocks 2022 football schedule in regards to easiest game 
to toughest game. And again, this is meant as no slight to any opponent, which I guess it really doesn't matter. If I want to say this is a slight to everybody we play, so be it. I'm not the one on the field. I'm not coaching. I'm not doing any of that stuff. But uh, again, just a fun conversation to have. And again, I want to hear from you as we go through. You guys leave in the comments how you feel you would rank the games 12 through 1. Again, that's how we're going to do it. We're going to rank them 12 to 1. 12 being the easiest and 1 being the toughest game on the Gamecocks 2022 football schedule. So again, let's go ahead and dive into it. There's not a lot of drama when it comes to the beginning of this list and the easiest matchups for South Carolina. At number 12, I've got the South Carolina State Bulldogs, the home matchup on October the 1st. Again, guys, when you're talking these non-conference games, and I saw it in the comments on social media, I understand there's a lot of pride from people because South Carolina State, Charlotte, and Georgia State are all fairly local. I mean, when you think about the radius around Columbia, South Carolina, they're all fairly local opponents. So there's going to be people that are South Carolina fans that also kind of root for SC State, that root for Charlotte, that maybe root for Georgia State because of Sean Elliott, all that good stuff. But here's the reality. South Carolina should have their way in all three of those non-conference matches. I, I don't think that's a secret. And when I look at the three, I do look at South Carolina State again. Buddy Pugh retiring um, it's a team again. It's just a completely different level of football. Again, you've got them at home. I don't think the Gamecocks will have any issue with South Carolina State. Again, I think that's a very favorable matchup. I think Spencer Rattler and that offense will have a great opportunity to go off in that game. So again, I list South Carolina State at number 12. They've done some fantastic things, of course, beating Jackson State in their bowl game. But this game sets up well for the Gamecocks. They'll have no issue against the Bulldogs. At number 11, I've got the Charlotte 49ers. And again, give credit to that coaching staff and those involved with the Charlotte football program. You know, this is a program that started just a couple of years ago. What was it? Less than a decade, I think, ago. Um, they have not been around that long. They've done a really, really good job of building that program up, getting to respectability, at least getting to competitiveness won't matter in this game. Again, this is a very good matchup for South Carolina. Again, a non-conference opponent. Um, the Gamecocks are just simply on a different level in regards to personnel and roster. Again, that's why I have them at 11 at game, the September the 24th home matchup at williams Bryce Stadium at number 10. Now, this is where you could have some debate because I've got the Georgia State, what are they, the Panthers, right? Georgia State. I've got Georgia State and specifically Sean Elliott's Georgia State team Coming into Williams-Brice, the season opener on September the 3rd. Now, again, put respect on Sean Elliott and put respect on Georgia State. This is a team that beat Tennessee in Neyland a couple years ago, pulled that massive upset. Not to be a spoiler, I, I don't see that happening in this scenario. I think it'll be a very positive season opener for Shane Beamer, Spencer Rattler, and the Gamecocks. But don't sleep on Georgia State. Georgia State's certainly a team that could come in and frustrate you at least at least for a bit, I think, as a team that could keep this game close for much longer than we prefer. But at the end of the day, you're an SEC team. Georgia State is who they are. South Carolina shouldn't have any issues. And again, when you look at the schedule top to bottom, you look at the conference opponents. And again, like I said, this is where some debate could start. Because I know there's going to be some people that are going to say, why don't you put Vandy in this slot? Georgia State is a tougher game than Vanderbilt. And, guys, I, I just can't do it. I, I still I, – I refuse to believe that the game against Georgia State in the season opener is going to be a tougher game than an SEC game against the Vanderbilt Commodores, which takes us to number 
nine. The game in Nashville at Vandy, November the 5th matchup. Like I've told you guys before, at some point, South Carolina is going to lose to Vanderbilt. And mad props to Clark Lee, what he's building in Nashville right now. You're actually seeing them make waves in recruiting. I mean, Vanderbilt's top 40 in recruiting, which for them is, is incredible. I mean, it's truly incredible when you think what he's doing at Vandy with the challenges they have in regards to academics, convincing kids to come there. And I understand you only beat the doors by a point last year at home. I do not think that will be the case this year. And again, guys, this is a team, no matter how good you've been, how bad you've been, you have absolutely owned Vanderbilt on a year-in, year-out basis. Again, guys, that's why I put it at number nine. I think it's a very winnable game, and honestly, a game that South Carolina should win. Let's go to number eight on this list. And this is, again, where they start to get a little bit more, like you could really debate with me back and forth on, you know, really eight through four, I think, are all kind of interchangeable, if you will. But number eight, and a game that ranked much higher on this list last year, and I was really surprised at the way this team, I think they were one of the biggest surprises in the SEC in regards to the way they underachieved, and that is the Missouri Tigers, who fall at number eight, the home matchup on October the 29th. Again, having the game in the real Columbia. I understand you lost the Tigers last year, but Mizzou was not a good team in 2021, guys. They've got hella issues. I know Eli Drinkwitz does have your number, beat you at Appalachian State, has beaten you his first two times in Como, but... I still think this is one, again, when you look at the schedule, this is one of the more favorable matchups. We listed it as a toss-up in the way too early predictions and projections for the 2022 season. But I think this is one, certainly, I think South Carolina fans expect to win. Again, Mizzou's not a great team, and I talked about before, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'm going to continue to harp on it as we get closer to the season. You've got to get back to the point under Shane Beamer, and just moving forward in Gamecocks football, if you're truly going to elevate this program, you've got to get back to the point of beating Kentucky and Missouri on an annual basis, consistently, right? And so I think it really starts this year. I think this game is going to be a priority for you a little bit later in the season matchup. Again, Halloween weekend, if you will, on the 29th. But that game against Mizzou, it falls at number eight for me on this list. Number seven on the list, the road trip to Gainesville, November the 12th at Florida. What's Florida going to be in 2022? That's one of the greatest mysteries in the SEC. Billy Napier takes over for the Gators, you know, a team that obviously you had your way with last year, uh, you know, a blowout victory at williams Bryce Stadium. You know, talking to Coach Brad Lawing last week, you know, he talked about all the disarray in Gainesville and things that were going on. Florida still got talent. Florida still got talent. No question. But they've also got issues. And when you got a first-year head coach, you know, the only thing I think or the biggest thing I think that helps Florida in this scenario, the game is really late in the season. By then, they should have had time to figure things out. But who knows, man? I mean, Florida's got a really tough start of the season as well with Utah. Uh, they got Tennessee in week three. They got Kentucky in week two. So I look at this game. I think Florida has become a much more manageable matchup. You know, I, I, I don't view the Gators as I used to. Again, I could see Billy Napier getting Florida back to the upper echelon of the SEC and really competing with Georgia. But 
I, you know, I think they've got holes to fill. They don't know who their quarterback is. They've got holes to fill. Billy Napier's got his work cut out for him. So, again, that's why I list that game against Florida, that November 12th matchup in the swamp at number seven. At number six on our list, and this could be, you could argue this is the most important game of the year. Certainly, it's a pivotal game, and I think it could set the tone for the 2022 season, especially if you win it and a program that's similar to South Carolina, I think, has a has a, a newer coach who has overachieved early in his tenure, just won their bowl game in the Outback Bowl, and has high expectations. I mean, extremely high going into year three. And that is the road matchup September the 10th at Arkansas. And I know Arkansas is losing a lot in the transfer portal, has lost a lot. I totally get it. But Arkansas is still a quality football team. They're a very quality football team. It's going to be a tough matchup. It's going to be a tough game. You know, I, I'm intrigued. I think that's going to be an early, like, type of measuring state. Like, okay, like, how real is South Carolina? You know, how good is Spencer Rattler? How much improved are the Gamecocks in this facet of the game and that facet of the game? That week two matchup in Fayetteville. Going to be a ton of fun. But, again, I think Arkansas, a very quality opponent. Anytime you go on the road in the SEC, like I said, especially early, especially early, it's going to be tough. But I got Arkansas, and that road trip, September the 10th, I've got it at number six on our list. At number five, and I know we hate, we hate to give this team credit. We hate this team. We hate its fans. I mean, again, I've talked about before that, you know, I, 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 I hate Clemson, Georgia. And then after that, it sort of drops off me. Like there are other teams I hate, but nowhere near the level of Clemson and Georgia. But South Carolina fans loathe, loathe the Tennessee Volunteers. And unfortunately, guys, I hate to say this. And of course, this will be a huge game. And how crazy this game falls the week before the Clemson game. It, whatever happened to South Carolina having these easy non-conference matchups, before you played the arch rival. But either way, you got Tennessee late in the season, the second to last week of the season. And this is going to be a huge game for SEC East hierarchy and, you know, trying to crack the top third of the SEC East. If you and your fans are talking about, could we finish second or third or what have you? This will be a big game in determining that. But as much as I hate to say it, you got to look at Tennessee and say they're on the up and up, man. With Josh Heupel, what he did in year one, Hendon Hooker returns as their quarterback. They were fantastic offensively. And you got to look at what they did to you in Neyland Stadium. 28-0 after the first quarter. Who can forget that? Again, I think it will be a very tough matchup for the Gamecocks. I think Tennessee's a good team. Again, you do get them at home. You do get them at home. And outside of last year, these tend to be close matchups. But I do think Tennessee, I think they're going to be a solid ball club in 2022. That's going to be a really, really tough game for you. So, again, that's why I have them listed at number five on our list. Number four. Number four, and I'll tell you guys this, believe it or not, I almost put this one at number three. Three and four were damn near interchangeable for me. But number four, and again, some of you will probably balk at how high this team is and this game is on the list. But a couple of factors here. Number one, you've lost to this team seven of the last eight seasons. Number two, you have never, and I mean never, really played well on this team's field as a visitor. And you guys at this point are saying, Chris, we already know, yep, I'm talking about the game 
October the 8th in Lexington at Kentucky. Taking on the Kentucky Wildcats. I have it ranked fourth on the list. Again, guys, this game, for whatever reason, this has become a game now that I hate to say it. It scares me. It's a game that scares me year after year. Because it's a game, I think, that's so pivotal and so important. As I talked about earlier, getting back to beating Kentucky and Mizzou on a yearly basis, it's pivotal for South Carolina. And I know South Carolina fans still don't want to give Kentucky credit. But, guys, we're talking about a Kentucky team that, again, has beaten you 7 of 8, but won 10 games this past season and returns Will Levis, their quarterback, and Chris Rodriguez, their running back. So they've got their nucleus back for the 2022 season. And I feel like this game is almost becoming like a mind game, if you will, like a mental block where it's like, we know we shouldn't lose to Kentucky. But Mark Stoops and the Cats, they've just got your number. I mean, why wouldn't they play with a ton of confidence against South Carolina. So it'll be the job of Shane Beamer, Spencer Rattler, that entire football team to go to Lexington and buck that trend and go to Lexington. And by the way, win in a place that you have not won at since 2012. Do you guys realize that? South Carolina hasn't won in Lexington since 2012, since Connor Shaw was leading the charge for South Carolina. So, for that reason, I rank it near the top of the list. I rank it at fourth overall. I think it's going to be a very, very tough game. And I think it's about time we put respect on that game against the Wildcats because they've got your number right now, and you got to do something to change it. At number three on our list, and again, I'll explain why I had these as somewhat interchangeable. If you number three, I've got the home matchup against the Texas A&M Aggies on October the 22nd. Now, listen. Texas A&M, obviously what they've done in recruiting, the number one class in the country, they're going to have sky-high expectations. Good chance they're a top-10 team when you play them. They've got talent all over the field. They're loaded with talent. And you've never beaten Texas A&M. But here's the thing. At number four, you've got Kentucky on the road. You've never played well there. Haven't won there in nine years. And you got Texas A&M, though, this game against AM, the only thing that stands out to me, you know, when I look at this season, and, you know, not to spoil it too far ahead, but of course, as you all know, when we talk of the summer, I, I give my, my most likely big upset, right, for the season. Well, I look at this season, I think Texas AM could be it. You know, you got them at home. It's sort of middle of the year, if you will. It's middle, it's actually like exactly middle of the year. So at this point, you should be gelling. You should be clicking. And you're coming off of a bye week. It almost sort of sets up like the Florida game did last year. So that was the thing that made me think, you know, maybe Kentucky's actually a tougher game than Texas A&M because I feel like that game is sort of the sexy upset pick for South Carolina. But I did list them at number three because, you know, in good conscience, in good faith, you know, Kentucky's got your number, sure. But Texas A&M is loaded with top-notch talent. And this might be the year. It just might be the year that A&M breaks through and maybe challenges Bama to win the West. So a really high-caliber team that you've never beaten, by the way, will be coming to Williams-Rice Stadium October the 22nd 
you know, it'll be a great opportunity for a big upset after the bye week. But I got to list them right now at number three, just due to the fact that they're probably one of the most talented teams top to bottom in all of college football. In the number two slot, so the second toughest game, in my opinion, on your schedule. And again, there's only two left, and you guys know who they are. They're the two arch rivals of the Gamecocks. At number two, I've got the game, the season finale, November the 26th at Clemson. And hear me out, because I've seen a lot of you on social media saying, Chris, A&M's a tougher game than Clemson. A&M's a tougher game than Clemson. Guys, as much as I want to believe that Clemson's on the decline, the dynasty is over, they're going to be no good, I refuse to believe it. I, I refuse to buy into it. Clemson had a quote-unquote down year and won 10 games. I, I mean, let, let's call it what it is. They're still immensely talented. They're loaded with good players. They've got a five-star quarterback coming in to push DJ Uyunglele, so there's a good chance he's not even their quarterback. Clemson will absolutely destroy the ACC. I would expect them probably to return to the ACC championship game. And guys, here's the thing. As I told you all before, one of the most intriguing storylines about the Palmetto Bowl this year, you know, this will be the first time, again, like I mentioned before, since like 2013, that you realistically are going to enter this game and say South Carolina has the better quarterback. You know, even if they're playing that five-star kid or whatever, the kid from Texas, even if they're playing him, he's not going to be a more proven player than a guy like Spencer Rattler, especially if Rattler has the type of season we're all expecting him to have. And you go to a place, you know, you play against a team that, again, we talk about like having mental edge and stuff like that. Clemson's got the mental edge on them. And his last season showed you know, again, I know fans want to say, well, we just didn't have the offense, and now we got Rattler, now we got this guy. I ask you guys this. Do you really feel like Spencer Rattler in that game this past season would have made a 30-point difference? I think we've really got to give credit to the fact that Clemson, across the board, and we all hate to hear it, and I hate to say it, Clemson's just more talented than Utah at the bottom, and it's not even close. It's not even close. And as Coach Lawing pointed out, it's going to take – years, not a year, it's going to take years of recruiting at a high level to even start to catch up. So I think for that reason, the streak they got on you, sort of the mental edge they've got on you, and you got to go to their place in what will probably be a night game, I look at that as a, a, a monumental task for South Carolina. I think that's a monumental task. You know, again, guys, I hope it's the beginning of the end. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Brent Venables was the was the mastermind behind it all. But you know what? They've lost some coaches, but guys, they're still loaded with good football players. And that's what it's going to take to win a game like this, especially on the road at a rivalry game. And so, again, I, I think it's going to – it's going to be another tall task for South Carolina. I'll put it that way. Which leaves number one, guys, the toughest game of the 2022 football schedule, in my opinion. And guys, it's no surprise, or at least it shouldn't be. The toughest game of the season is the home date, week three, September the 17th, against the reigning national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs. And I understand Georgia has questions at quarterback, and they're losing some guys on defense. But guys, Georgia's loaded. I mean, Georgia is loaded. They're going to be loaded yet again. They've got a bunch of their top weapons coming back. And again, guys, Similar to Clemson, Georgia has just recruited at a level that 
they don't rebuild, they reload. And I still just don't think you're anywhere near where Georgia is from a personnel standpoint, a depth standpoint, a talent standpoint. You know, I, 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 now with that being said, I'll say this. With that being said, anytime you've got the game at Williams-Brice Stadium, especially if it's under the lights with a sellout crowd, you feel pretty good, right? You feel pretty good about your chances. At least, hey, we've got a chance. And so, hey, if you mess around and you beat an Arkansas in week two, I mean, who knows what could happen? Now, realistically, no matter what, Georgia's going to be a double-digit favorite. They, they might be a two-touchdown or more favorite against you. But you get them at Willie B. Weird things happen when Salcona and Georgia face off. But I got to give Georgia the nod on this list, guys. I think it is the toughest game of the 2022 season. Again, the reigning national champs. They'll be riding high after what they did against Alabama in the title game. And I, and I think Georgia, again, is prime. For, you know, I don't know that they're going to repeat or anything, but they're legit, man. They're legit top to bottom across the board. They got fantastic football players at every single position. Again, I just do not think you are there yet. So, again, my toughest game of the 2022 football season I've got the week three home date against the Georgia Bulldogs. And with that being said, too, at number one, that could provide one of those program-changing type of wins. Is it too early, though, to expect that, guys? Just year two of Shane Beamer. I think it might be, but the opportunity certainly will be there. It's always awesome when you get the chance to take down the reigning national champions at your place. Of course, we've seen it before, right? 2010 against Alabama, it has happened. So nothing is impossible. But again, guys, one more time going down the list, the 2022 football schedule from easiest to toughest games this fall at 12. I've got SC State, 11 Charlotte, 10 Georgia State, 9 Vandy, 8 Mizzou, 7 Florida, 6 Arkansas, 5 Tennessee, 4 Kentucky, 3 Texas A&M, 2 Clemson, and the toughest game at number one, the home date against Georgia. So again, guys, I would love to hear your feedback, your thoughts in the comments. How would you rank the games from easiest to toughest? What's the easiest game? What's the toughest game for South Carolina in year two of the Shane Beamer era? All right, with that being said, guys, just one quick note, uh, really briefly, just one quick note. It was announced yesterday that spring football is set to begin Tuesday, March the 15th. And the Garnet and Black spring game is set for Saturday, April the 16th. So, again, if you're a golf fan like me, kudos to Shane Beamer, the real MVP, for making sure the spring game does not collide with Masters weekend. Uh, but, no, really, really cool, man. You know, it's crazy. Like I said, guys, you know, if football is 24-7, 365, especially in the South. It, it is. It never stops. You know, that's why I told you guys last year, like, I had Josh Pate on the show, and I sort of stole it from him. But, quote, unquote, off-season. There's no off-season. It's the preseason. There, there's no off-season. There's truly no such thing as an off-season when it comes to SEC football and certainly when it comes to Gamecocks football. So again, it's right around the corner when you really think about it. Just two months from now, South Carolina will begin spring football. And yes, that will include Spencer Rattler. That will include Austin Stogner. So again, a lot to look forward to and then of course culminating with the garnet and black spring game on saturday april the 16th all right guys a couple of listener questions here to close it out jay Rowland says why in the world are we holding on to frank martin 
Jay, I, I think here's the thing. you got to let the season play out, see what happens. You know, the university will have a very interesting decision at the end of the year if this team does not at least make a run at the NCAA tournament. I'll leave it at that. They're going to have a very interesting decision. Um, I'm not ready to go on record and pull the trigger and say fire Frank Martin, but um, when that time comes, you'll know because I will not hold back. We'll put it that way. Uh, let's see here. Jane179, what other football coaches do you think will be leaving South Carolina? I'd still be very surprised if Greg Atkins is back, but at this point, who knows? It's just kind of something we're waiting to see. And finally, Austin G underscore 45. Out of the four transfers in the past few days, who excites you the most? Well, you know, it's it's hard not to get most excited about Antoine Wells Jr. because I think he's a guy, again, just such a position of need is going to help you out immediately. I really am surprised, or not surprised, excuse me, excited about that running back from Wake Forest, the Christian Beal Scott kid or whatever his name is, Beal Smith, my, my apologies. Yeah, Christian Beal Smith. Really excited for him because, again, you're talking about a guy coming from another Power 5 school, an ACC school, and Wake Forest was very good offensively. He was their leading rusher the last two seasons. So, I mean, dude's got to have some talent. He's got to have some skill. So, again, really excited to see him tote the rock. And, again, I think it was a fantastic pickup. And, again, as I talked yesterday, you know, the great thing about all these pickups is they are guys who are going to help you immediately. Salcon is not just going out there and just adding dudes to add dudes. They are adding impact players and immediate impact players I should say so again I don't think Shane Beamer is done I know he's not done but those two offensive guys for sure I mean I'm excited for the defensive guys don't get me wrong but uh, we know offense was the problem we know offense was the place you struggled in last year to get help on that side of the ball such a huge boost for this team and especially when you couple that with the addition of Spencer Rattler it, it, it's you know very excited to see how it all shakes out and how these guys fit into the Gamecocks offensive attack but again guys hey that's gonna do it all for me on a thursday again be sure to go check out our conversation our big cock club exclusive interview with former gamecocks kicker and the all-time points leader parker white again guys the link to that conversation is actually below in the description of the podcast on youtube wherever you're tuned in the link is in the description also if you want to join the big cock club to get access to that conversation go to patreon.com slash big cock club that's patreon.com slash big cock club or go to any of our social media handles any of our social media channels if you will click that link in bio you will see the link to the big cock club and again that interview with parker white that exclusive interview is behind that patreon wall really really good stuff about a 30 minute conversation we'll have clips on social media from it but again to hear that full combo go join the big cock club today. Again, folks, hey, appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.